0: Thank you, everybody, for uh, coming to this live recording of The Creative Curmudgeon. Today, I will be having a discussion with Blue Broderick. For over 10 years, she's been the singer, guitarist, and primary songwriter for the band Diners. Though Diners can be classified as indie, Blue is also clearly influenced by bands of yesteryear, including the Beach Boys and Electric Light Orchestra.
1: Wrong to be afraid. I ask myself to try and learn something more real besides concern this time around, this time around, this time around, this time around, this time around.
0: during the soon-to-be legendary conversation that you're about to hear. Lou and I discuss songwriting, production, what the future may hold, and a plethora of other important matters. We hope you enjoy. Please welcome to the stage, Lou Broderick. Lou, thank you so much for being here.
1: Wow, it's electric in here.
0: (laughs) Please, please have a seat.
1: Wow. Yeah, gosh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's thank you for being be here. here. Yeah.
0: Um, let's get down to brass tacks. Okay. What creative project are you work- working on currently?
1: I got a new record that I'm working on. Another another album.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um, do you feel like sharing anything about it? What, what makes it different from the past Diners' masterpieces?
1: this one this one is deeply special because it's the first time that I feel um, I've made a very loud rock record. So you know I, I, uh, you and I you and I have known each other for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, usually usually I, I tend to take take uh, take my rock and roll ideas and make them a little quieter and whatnot. Uh, but this time, uh, this time the guitars are a little scuzzier. And uh, the drums are a lot louder. And um, yeah, it's 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 I, I it's the first time I, I feel like I've successfully pulled off making a rock record.
0: What uh, what led you to make this decision?
1: Well, I tried to do it with the last record and I'm very proud of the last record, uh the, uh which is called Four Wheels and the Truth. But for whatever reason, uh it just it like it just didn't turn out like as loud as I wanted it or, or as loud as I had in mind going into it. You know, cuz whenever mm-hmm. when it, when you start making a record, you might have all these ideas of what you want to do with it but but as soon as you start recording it's like oh this isn't actually turning out that way so i you kind of have to improvise a little bit and it didn't shape up to be uh the loud guitar record that i thought it was going to be it, it turned i think it i think it's really i think it's a really beautiful record but this one um i think is just i i think because i i wasn't really the uh the producer on this next one, uh, I I think that's why it turned out so differently. A good friend of mine, Mo Troper, who is uh, power pop, uh, uh, a power pop legend, uh, contemporary legend, uh, he wrote me and said that he would like to make a Diners Rock record sometime, and I'm a big fan of his stuff, so I uh, went up to Portland and didn't even bring any of my equipment just used all of his stuff and we made a record at a studio he works out of and it just was so exciting to be so out of my element and so uncomfortable at times and i think that's why it sounds so different i kind of put my songs through the motroper machine
0: okay so it's Largely due to the process of collaboration and less that you're especially angry these days.
1: Oh, yeah. No, when I say it's loud and like a like a scuzzy, scuzzy record, it it doesn't come from anger. It comes from wanting to have pure chaotic wild fun.
0: That sounds really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually curious, because I know that you have a lot of experience um, before you uh, started making your own bands, even uh, learning metal songs, metal solos, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. but that you have gravitated towards a sound that's been more akin to a cool breeze. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: Why do you make the style of music that you have made?
1: Uh my best guess is that it's just what happens when i settle into a guitar like that that's just kind of what comes out and like as much as i want to say uh what I, like, as much as i want to be like deeply intentional about every thing i do i think the mo like when it comes to making music most of the most of the things that I think are good are are so incidental and come to me in such a way where I, it's like, I had no control over how this turned out. Like this just turned out, this just like, I stumbled upon this cool chord or I just, this is like this, like I just strumming the guitar, the way it is, the way it sounds out of the amp without doing too much to it. It's like, this is just, this is just how it should be. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, the first time that I saw any of your bands was when you were 16. And obviously there are a lot of differences between that band, Hello, the Mind Control, and what you've been doing in diners. But it still feels, at least to me, it still feels like, you know, it's very clearly the same person. Like there isn't, there hasn't been like an identity crisis that I've noticed throughout like that, uh, that uh, length of time? Like, was there ever a period of time where you weren't really doing that, where you were like, no, I'm, I'm James Hetfield.
1: Uh, I think there were, I think there were times when, I mean, starting, starting diners, there was a big, uh, li- like, I, I, I'd say that, um, enough time has passed where I don't feel bad saying that i was really unhappy with how that band was going and i i did think that i knew how to arrange music better than uh what was happening in that band mm-hmm. and and but i don't think it was like a. I guess you asked if it was a and i an identity crisis i think i i just really i think that was just a time where i was like i don't know i don't know who i am right now but like I know I'm better than this, which is like kind of a maybe like jerk thing to say. But mm-hmm. uh but I but I think it was true. I think I was really I I I think it was like a like, oh I gotta figure something out. So I mean, um... haven't there have been times where I like wanted I ripped off the beach like I wanted to rip off the beach boys so bad where it's like maybe that's as close as it's come to like believing I'm someone else. Mhm-hmm, so oh.
0: what is your favorite beach Boys album
1: okay right now i I never know how to how to answer that right now i I really think oh gosh well, well i i okay, my overall pick is usually like surfs up mm-hmm. but I haven't listened to it in a long time, and I would say that right now I've been really interested in their really early stuff. And just, I think it's it's been more fun lately to see the beginnings of Brian and everybody coming into who they are. And so, like, I, I love the all summer long album. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's not like a great album necessarily, or even like Shut Down Volume 2, which is which feels like even less than an album than any of their stuff. But like it, I think they're. I think it's really exciting to hear like a song that everybody knows, like something like fun, 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 but to listen to it and go, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is way above where like a teenage boy should be like making music. Like this is so, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to do half the stuff that is in those early records.
0: I uh I recently watched a documentary on Brian. It came out in the last couple of years. I don't remember the name of it. And honestly Long Promise Road. Yeah, I think so. I think that was the one. Yeah. And it was very similar to every other documentary or biopic or whatever that I've seen about Brian Wilson, which kind of irked me because they all kind of are yeah. set up as like he did pet sounds. Then he tried making smile, and he lost his mind. And his whole life before and after that, he just hung out. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was interesting in uh, that documentary how they talked about how his trick with the bass was that it was a fifth above, like the root note of the guitar or like the other instrument. So, like, if something was in like the key of C, then it would the bass would be playing. The G, like on the one or you know something like yeah, that totally. I thought that was super cool do you have any like go-to trick like that
1: um right now I don't right now I'm completely I'm like in a resetting stage when it comes to music which is frustrating but I just have to be patient like mm-hmm. every 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 few years I feel like the way I think about music kind of changes and like the last the the record that I just made it came together so fast and like the songs were written pretty quick and everything about it was like a like it came so easily which is great and I kind of feel like you have those types of songs where it's like, they come together quick and it's like, wow, even this bass line works great. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, how lucky am I? <laughs> but then now I feel like, now I feel like, a, like, like every time I have those, the next thing I do, it's like, oh, I got to really work for what I'm doing right now. Like I got to, I have to like earn this new song that I'm writing because like i I mean not because the last one became came easy, but that's just sort of how it feels. It's like i have to i have to i have to i have to, i have to stumble upon something different and like i'm i have to struggle a little bit in order to get to like the next phase of my songwriting um so right now, I have no cool tricks other than i i have one one trick uh just see if you can if if you have a chord progression you like and and you're really enjoying it see what happens if you just make one of the chords if if if, if you if your chord progression is e g sharp minor a b like something super simple uh see what happens if you go e uh g sharp major seven a b so just like changing i don't know if that's i don't know if that's too inside baseball for this podcast but just like but but just changing one of the chords like being like okay well it's always minor let's just see what happens if it's major lately my trick has been like hey let's just see if this minor chord sounds cooler if we make it major
0: honestly if somebody that's listening to this doesn't know what you're talking about right now like I don't want them listening to this, they're so.
1: Pod. But everybody here today, they're at the right pod, right? Yeah,
0: and th- thank you, everybody, again, for, for being here. I hope you all understand what uh,
1: what uh Blue is talking about. Um, oh, yeah, we love G-sharp major 7. <laughs> uh, wait, darn it, G-sharp 7. I even said it wrong. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, we'll edit this out. Um Ooh. Do you notice a uh general quality difference when something comes to you really quickly and easily versus when you need to work for it uh a lot longer and uh harder or is it just different?
1: Yeah, I mean it's so it's almost it's so frustrating when things come easy you think you're a genius and like you could do no wrong. And I and I kind of believe it is a really good thing to savor everything that comes easy to you. Because the times where you do have to work for like finishing a song, when the when the obvious choices don't feel obvious and you really have to put the time in to figure out how to make this bridge work or how to make this ending work or what's the right lyric or whatnot, like those like I think overall, like any time I've really struggled with the song and gone, like listened back years later, I don't hear the struggle. I remember what the struggle of writing it was, but it doesn't, it usually doesn't sound like I was struggling, which I think is the good thing. And it hopefully sounds just as uh, listenable as the things that come easy, but I do think the things that come easy, like there's, I, I I think there is an undeniable magic quality about things that come easy and songs that come easy, not just like the, for songs that I write, but like even just like Friends songs that I've listened to, like I do like to ask them how long it took them to write it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I've kind of, for myself, I've kind of tied it in with just general intuitive decisions or just trying like unconsciously trying too hard to like be something that I'm not and for me personally I've tied that into when I've been like working on something for a long period of time and then eventually gotten to the point where like yeah this this is not nearly as good as this thing over here that I like wrote in a very natural way in like five minutes or whatever Mm -hmm. um what's uh Other than the Beach Boys, what music or other creations inspired you to start making your own?
1: Well, to me, it was always about making my own. Like, from the beginning of picking up a guitar, as much as I loved, like, classic rock bands uh, and and everything about rock and roll... I I it all it was always about making my own. And like the first week that I had a guitar, I wrote my first song. And so I Mm -hmm. like I I guess, yeah, I mean, just it's always that's like that's like I thank goodness like that was always just there. Cause I I I know for some people it's not there. Mm -hmm. But I think that uh other than be like lately like when it comes to like things that i'm interested in like i've really been trying to i've really been trying to listen to a lot more things that are are current because as much as i love like i as much as i love paul mccartney i i mean i could listen i could probably listen to the beatles forever (laughs) like if i really wanted to um because I love them and, and and it to me what they do really works and they do it very, very well. And I like I don't know, but but I do think there's something about uh um I think I think there's something about seeing what someone someone like what somebody is doing right now and trying to get just as interested in that. I think is has been very important to me lately mm-hmm. so so like it,
0: is uh is Paul your beetle?
1: oh Paul is absolutely my beetle, yeah,
0: yeah I've, I've come around a lot more to uh to paul uh in in my adult life. I used to be a lot more into into the hard edge John, but uh yeah. John uh was a lot more of an asshole uh that-
1: I don't think his his legacy. I don't think I think Paul has stuck around long enough to see that his legacy is not like this is an intentional thing he's doing, but I think he's stuck around long enough to see that like his work, like he's been able to make a the the more the longer he's around, the more there is an argument for his music. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I I and yeah and it's not like it's not because the music he's making currently is the best music in the world but i do think there is something about um maybe like the the lack of an extended legacy that john i mean john lennon left behind so many albums but Mm -hmm. i can't say that they're all good and i i don't know there's something about his stuff that hasn't i think lately hasn't aged as well as paul's stuff like all personality aside.
0: Yeah. I mean, he made great music obviously, but there was, I think more of an attempt to, at least my interpretation is that there's kind of more of an attempt to like be something that he may or may not have been at any given time. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Paul was just like, you know, Paul's just been Paul uh, this whole time. I also, I also, uh, think Ringo doesn't get his due cuz like you know he didn't do anything super fancy or anything but like i feel like his songs were arguably the weirdest and you know he just kept a steady beat he didn't he didn't need to do anything fancy he didn't have that ego and i think that's cool
1: but we look back on his parts and we go wow wait hold on but these are genius parts
0: yeah like they they are they seem so simple but they're so essential um yeah yeah.
1: um and they're they're maybe not the thing that uh like you would i don't know yeah they're not the thing that you would expect
0: yeah um why the name diners
1: i don't know i i wish i hadn't named my my band diners but (laughs) that that's how it is no i i i i I don't, I can't think of a single artist who hasn't complained about their, their name or their stage name or whatever. I like that diner. Here, here, here was the thought process. I like a one word plural name.
0: Okay. It, it wasn't, I, I assumed it was kind of like the imagery of like, you know, you're hanging out with loved ones and like you're at a diner and experiencing that like, surreal diner atmosphere i i assumed maybe that was that was the reason but no you just not so much
1: no that and that's why that's why uh that's why i don't necessarily like it because to me it, it was so uh um it was such a meaningless thing and I, but but there is some but i was foolish to think that because there is a lot of imagery that goes with it
0: um have you ever thought about just like saying like all right diners is done. I'm going to, from now on, I'm going to be Mount Erie or whatever.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, with the record that I just made there, that was the big conversation around it was I, I, I going, going into it, I didn't think it was going to be a diners record. I thought it was going to be a blue Broderick record, but then. I realized that it's a lot of work. I mean, not, I don't, I don't even think that I'm like the most, not that I'm the most successful artist or anything, but like, I feel like I would be I would be a, a little bit sad if the if like a very casual Diners fan didn't realize that I had music out because it wasn't under the name Diners, and also because this record is so different. The uh. A friend of mine kind of mentioned to me that it might be a better idea to release it as diners because there's going to be more of a contrast between this record and the last record. Whereas if I just started another band and called it another band, it's just like, oh, here's this new band sound. But like, this is I, I I do like the idea of, oh, this is a pivot in in a long career.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and you're challenging your fans. Like you're, you're seeing who really wants to like stick with you for the ride versus, you know, who's just into you because it's like cool at the time. It's like when Lou Reed made a metal machine music after doing more traditional like rock albums and said like, okay, well, I'm going to make an hour of noise. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. deal with it or don't deal with it. Is that kind of where you're at?
1: Yeah, but I wish, I mean, not nearly as cool. Not nearly as like cool or exciting or like not nearly as big of a swing
0: mm-hmm. Tell me about your creative routines
1: um my creative routines uh are as follows: okay, if you can play the guitar every day or do whatever you're trying to do every day because It's the more, like, the more, I don't know, as years go by, I think that, like, it truly is about practice, Mm because every, like, finishing a song, even if you know it's bad, is a, is like, something that I really believe nowadays, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, all about finishing and all about practicing because everything you do is practice for like the next thing you do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my big creative practices are like just making it a habit of doing your chores where it's like, okay, I do have to do my, like, my, like hand exercises. So my, my hands stay in good shape. And then, then, and then also like just making sure I Try to write a song, even if I think it is bad, and then, yeah, just like practicing anything, literally just touching the guitar for like fifteen minutes a day is the most underrated thing I mean truly like i I think it should be longer than that if you're really serious about music mm-hmm. um or whatever you're doing, it's like,
0: do you have a quota as far as like? I have to play guitar for an hour a day or whatever.
1: No, I, I think I get into some, some box checking territory when I think of things in terms of, of uh, quotas and uh, like rules. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause I don't want to, I don't really, I don't necessarily want to have rules around things, but I do want to have things that I aim for. So so making sure that i write a song a week or a d- every day if i can is is one but like i don't hold myself to it but i do m- try to make sure i at least write a full set of lyrics for every song because mm-hmm. that like no like the more you the more you do things the more you realize what doesn't come as easy and for me Lately, it's been lyric writing. So, if I do the hard thing, it'll ma- hope like it'll hopefully like make the rest of it go by easier. And so, and and most of the time, if I have a cool idea or if I have an idea for a song and I have lyrics to it, and like maybe let's say like oh, I'm not that interested in it, I'll come back to it and say hey, this isn't that bad. And there's a whole set of lyrics. Like let's see let's see if I can make something out of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Harvesting. Do you
0: do you often write lyrics after the music and the vocal melody even are uh, completed or is it like
1: 50-50? Yeah. I I need to I need to change it, but yeah, what usually happens is I come up with a chord progression and a vocal melody that I'm in love with, and I am just like super into it and i play it over and over and over and over again and then i can't ever seem to write lyrics for it and lately lyrics are the things that i work the hardest for which is embarrassing when you're not when like you kind of don't even feel like they're the best lyrics in the world but whatever like it's you you can
0: sell them though like beach boys lyrics are like abysmal your lyrics are way better than beach boys lyrics
1: I don't. I don't. I don't even know if I can say that because they're so. They're so. Can they're so like concise and they're exactly what they need to be.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: But but thank you. Thank you. I I I just think there is a kind of a thing where it's like it does feel a little bit funny to be like deep into a song struggling to write lyrics. And then the lyrics that you settle on after like months of working on it. And and it's just like maybe kind of silly or like kind of just whatever, but I don't know. Like that's just how it is. I, I I kind of, here's one thing that I do stick to lately when it comes to, um, like rules sorry to go back to your other thing is if i work on something for too long that's not good Mm -hmm. i'm i have to make myself stop because otherwise if i'm stuck i will be stuck forever until i choose to call something final and and it's like because over time like the more you work on it like maybe the more precious it gets and it's like, you just got to let go. You got to let go. You got to finish the song so you can write the next song.
0: Yeah, because if you start uh, getting angry when you're working on something that it's not coming together, but you feel that need to just like, you know, keep working on it until it's done. And yeah. then like you haven't like slept in days and it just it's it, it, it becomes a really bad scene.
1: Or what's really funny is like something as simple as like a song title where you're like, ah, there's a better name for this song. I got to think of a better name for this song. And then you come up with like three names of the song, like three ideas and you're, and you're testing them out on your friends and, and you're like, yeah, that one. And then, and then you kind of go, okay, yeah, that one's fine. Like, I guess. And then, you and then you say, I'm going to give it another, I'm going to give it more time. I'm going to come up with a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then you work on it. Like, you like you you're always working on it you're always writing w- what the name of the song should be and then it gets to the point where you're it's two months later and you've decided to name it the first idea you had mm-hmm. because you've gotten so frustrated and you haven't come up with a better idea like okay.
0: that's it it's not yeah. that like it was like nat that your first idea was the best one because it was the most natural one it's just that like oh uh, these other ones suck even worse
1: yeah exactly gotcha and it's like all right well i guess that's just how it is but you know but here's the thing i'm just gonna write another song i've been trying to like be less precious about songs lately even though it's like the way that i think i truly think songs are so magical but like when it comes to my own work i really just have to get it done it's not even, it's not, it's so not about perfecting it anymore, uh, which is how it used to be. It's like right now, m- my duty here is just to finish as many songs as possible and to constantly be moving on to the next song. Why? Because if I'm being really precious and perfectionist about something, What always ends up happening is I listen to the thing that I really tried to make perfection and I see all the imperfections. But the things that I did in a day or the things that I worked the least hard on, like, or the least amount of time on, are always the things that I feel the best about.
0: I guess you already, I guess you already said something like to that effect. I was just curious if there was also maybe just some sort of like, you know, mortality fear that like, you're like, oh. I have to like get all this stuff out. Cause like, you know, who knows? I'm like, this is my legacy. I, I was thinking maybe you were coming from that place.
1: I mean, I truly do think about those things as well. And I, it it, it is kind of a thing. I, I, I don't normally talk about that type of stuff, but I am, of a, I, I do have fears that I of, of of a yeah we never know when we're gonna pass, and I would rather leave, I would rather leave ten albums behind than leave three of them that I like worked really hard on mm-hmm. like that I like I would rather I would rather make ten where uh. I maybe had more fun making them and like, I would rather Yeah. Cause it truly is like, if I, I realized that like, I love making records, but I do think that like, I'm, I am here to write songs. I love making records, but I am here to write songs.
0: Yeah. And there's, and there's something really nice about like a musician, like Prince, for example, where like, I consider myself like, A Prince super fan Mm -hmm. and even with that like there's so much and there's so much that's like still being like uncovered and there's something kind of nice about how when when a person like leaves that much behind that like it never really feels like you're done like delving into them entirely versus like the Beatles or something where like you can only really go so far and then you just have to keep listening to Revolver over and over
1: right right
0: um do you have any rules of thumb as far as mixing is concerned, like you like the drums a little louder, the bass a little louder, vocals
1: mm well, there is kind of a thing that i I feel like um like i mixing is such a like it's so all over the place, and it truly just like you'll never mix anything the same way twice and there are people who truly do have it down to a science but i don't really see it that way as much as as, as much as i wish i could like i i take a long time when it comes to mixing and i i really like all like one thing that i often do when i mix is i will take away as many tracks as possible. Like it's so easy to record too many tracks on logic or on like what, like whatever, like on like whatever DAW you're working in. It's like, if you're working with digital, like you have unlimited tracks and it's so easy to get carried away with things that don't really matter. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest thing is like, I just want things to sound concise. And so and this is like maybe a little bit of a newer thing because I, I I mean when you listen like the difference between listening to Pet Sounds and listening to like a Beatles record is the Beatles albums sound better because they're more concise. As much as I love an album like Pet Sounds, there's too much stuff going on, <clears throat> and it's meaningless to me. Like Pet Sounds to me is brilliant, but. I think the songs are brilliant. The instrumentation to me like doesn't like it, it It sometimes feels very cluttered and they recorded it all live. Like there's a real band that played it. So they can't go back and say, hey, maybe we don't need like three guitars playing right now. Um, Is
0: that why you prefer like other Beach Boys albums that aren't pet sounds like because there's like it gets to a point where it's like, what's this elephant doing here?
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly. And so, so like, yeah, I I just like things that are, I like things that are very concise lately because I think, I think less tracks just sound so much better. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm not saying that like you should, if you have a really good idea, you should roll with it. But a lot of times when I'm mixing, I am seeing how many things I can mute until. It, like uh, like I'm seeing how many things I can get away with muting mm-hmm. and then and or or it's the type of thing where it's like rather than seeing if this piece works the entire time like let's see if it just works better if it's just in a little section but that's kind of more like a, in terms of like arranging but when it comes to like truly like eqing things and balancing things that's uh that just that like, there's there are too many factors and i and i'm and i and i and i wish i could do it better but i really i all, all i can do is uh trust what i think is cool and not what i i it's let to me like lately it's more of what excites me and what i think is cool more than what i think is right mm-hmm. but well, also, I,
0: I think what you're doing is is the best thing out there i uh Oh. I, I, I hope that you, even if you won't like admit that out loud for the sake of, you know, not seeming as humble, like I, I hope that deep down you you know that about yourself.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Um, I apologize to you and to everybody in our uh, studio audience, but uh, I, I did make plans to go visit my mother. Um, well, thank you so much for, uh, for stopping by. Um, it's always, always a pleasure to uh, see you and talk to you. Um, yeah, Lou Broderick, everybody. Thank you so much.
1: Well, let's hear Let's hear it for Jason, everyone.
0: Oh, no, stop, stop. All right. Thank you, everybody.
1: Hey, and give yourselves a round of applause.